Hello and welcome to the Midwife in My Pocket podcast. I'm your host Zoe and here we are with our very first episode. Holy moly, it's been a long time coming, that's for sure. I once had the idea to do a podcast, I compressed it and buried it deep within myself so that it would never come to the surface, yet here we are. Bought microphones, let them sit in a box for about six to eight months, and now I am sitting in front of one talking to you guys, which is amazing. <laughs> it's taken us a bit, but we're here. And I just want to say before I start a massive, massive thank you to everyone for all of your support. I never imagined it would have been um, to the extent that it was. You guys all seem really excited for this pod and that has made me really excited too. So I'm so glad to be able to sit here and say that I have a really supportive community behind me and I really hope that this podcast helps you in some way. Um, I don't want to put it into the box of being a birth-related podcast. Most of it will, don't get me wrong. Um, but I also just want it to be something that's a little bit of an outlet for you and I, whether that be talking about parent-related stuff, birth-related stuff, or just life in general. Um, I think that will be the best way to approach this podcast moving forward. And that way, both of us, you and me, don't lose interest. <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, could happen very easily, but we're not going to let it happen. We're going to keep it entertaining. It may be some weeks where I'll just be talking, um, you know, hashing out some content or I'll bring a guest in. The possibilities are endless. I've sent out a bunch of um, cold emails to some big time influencers. If they're listening, can you just answer? <laughs> or not. That's cool. Um, but yeah, we're going to manifest some good things for this podcast I can you know really feel it coming into fruition so here's hoping <laughs> keep me in your manifesting dreams guys but anyway back to us now in the present thank you for joining I'm really really excited I um, thought I would use this episode as a bit of an introductory one because I guess as the podcast progresses it'll become less and less about me which is a vibe but I also think it's good to give a little bit of context to those who might be joining me along the way and they have no idea who I am. And I think that's a bit rough. Like we don't like that. I don't like that in a podcast. If I don't know the host, I'm like, fuck, stranger danger. Um, but we're not going to let that happen. I'm going to give you a good little insight into who I am, what MIMP is all about and what to expect moving forward. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, before I start, I do just want to give a quick little disclaimer um, because I know it can be really hard when there's a health professional on the air. It sort of tends to give people a little bit of, um, I don't know what the word is. It sort of makes people think that because they have a, they literally have a midwife in their pocket that I'm a midwife that they can use for medical advice. No. <laughs> Whilst I would love to be able to give you all the medical advice in the world, I unfortunately cannot do that with this platform. All of the advice in this podcast is of a general nature and is for entertainment purposes only. It's an educational podcast that 
aims to provide you with more insight into, you know, birth, labor, the postpartum, those sort of concepts, but we'll never be providing actual medical advice or diagnoses, diagnosis. You will never get a diagnosis from this podcast. So please, if you have any medical conditions or questions, anything that requires medical advice, you need to go and see your health professionals. Whilst I am a midwife in my in your pocket, quite literally, I am not your midwife. So I need that to be really clear moving forward. I don't want to see any DMs. I don't want to see any feedback on this podcast saying that you need medical advice. I'm sorry, but yeah, I just need you guys to see a medical professional. That isn't me your medical professional, I should say. So please keep that in mind. It's only of an entertainment nature um, and it's just a little bit of fun. So the whole purpose of this podcast is to provide a little bit more insight into birth-related topics so that you can make informed decisions regarding your birth experience care, okay? So I'm glad we cleared that up. (laughs) Anyway, now that the awkward stuff's out of the way and you've just gotten a bit of a scolding, Let's get into the content. So, um, yeah, like I said, this podcast is just going to be very easygoing, very lighthearted. I have been really into listening to Emma Chamberlain. Lan, Emma Chamberlain. She's an American influencer, I guess you would say. Um, content creator, whatever you want to call her. Either way, I really enjoy her content because it's simple, easy to follow, and just you know, free of all of the theatrics, which I think is really easy to get caught up in with other podcasts. I listen to um, quite a few podcasts on the regular, on the regular. (laughs) And Emma Chamberlain's is the one that I keep going back to because it's just so simple. She literally just sits down in front of a mic and has a chat. Her conversations are very unedited, very unscripted and really raw and unfiltered. So that's the aim with this podcast. Like as soon as I listened to her, um, I was straight on and I was like, yes, like finally something I don't hate. (laughs) But yeah, something really simple and relatable is what the premise of this podcast will be. Um, So I hope you guys are into that because I think it's best for me to keep this as simple as possible so I don't get annoyed with it because if it becomes a thing where I'm constantly editing and I'm constantly chopping and changing, I'm going to get sick of it real quick and you'll just sort of notice me float off into oblivion, which is not what I want to do, but it will happen if I put way too much effort into this and see no reward. (laughs) So yeah, and I think it'll be a lot easier listening for you guys as well. um, Because again, won't be full of the theatrics. I won't be popping in some random sound effects at like some point that they shouldn't be. Um, So (laughs) yeah, I think it'll be nice for the both of us. So um. I guess we'll get into the beef of the episode, the meaty bit, and that is just purely going to be an introduction into me, who I am as a person, and what Midwife in My Pocket is all about. So if you don't follow my Instagram at Midwife in My Pocket, (laughs) um, I am Zoe and I am the founder or the creator of the page, I guess, and I am a registered nurse and midwife. I'm 24 years old. I currently live in Townsville in far north Queensland with my fiance Jack and our puppy Wally and two birds, Bruce and Steve. 
quite the humble um, family, very wholesome. Um, but yeah, I'm currently working in a private hospital as both a nurse and midwife and loving every bit of it. And yeah, I originally came from Bowen in the Sundays. I lived with my mum and dad, if you're listening, hello, <laughs> love you guys, and my little sister Skye in um, Bowen. So yeah, really quite a um quite a wholesome upbringing if you would say um it's so awkward talking about yourself do you ever find that like when people ask you like oh so you know who are you describe yourself in three words it's like well fuck here we go who am I in a nutshell and suddenly you just go blank it's like I've forgotten the past 24 years of my life and the only thing I can think of when someone asks me describe yourself is oh I'm pretty cool (laughs) like what the fuck? I don't think I've ever asked anyone to describe themselves, but you know, it's a it's a um big question in podcast land. It's give us a bit of, you know, tell us about yourself in three words or less or 25 figures or less. Um but yeah, in a nutshell, that's what I'm into. Hobbies, I guess I have none. <laughs> I guess if you could I'm not into gardening like scum of the earth hate gardening not into sewing not into crocheting knitting etc not really a big fan of cooking I have a chef Jack who does that for me um no I do try to help him wherever I can but I get a little bit overwhelmed with cooking it's just a little bit too much for my little brain to handle and it usually always tastes like shit if I do it so Um, why fix what ain't broke so yeah in terms of hobbies I have none that purely interest me maybe this podcast will be a hobby but I do love a good adventure I love experiences and I love being around the people I love Um, so that's probably my favorite thing to do and yeah that is me I hope that's the end of this podcast (laughs) joking um Yeah, so very, very simple. I'm a simple gal with simple interests. Um, And I just happen to be a midwife and a nurse on the side. So I guess I'll tell the story about how that all came about because I get asked it a lot on my Instagram. It's like, how did you know you wanted to be a midwife? Simple answer, I didn't know. I just assumed I would like it. So I went through grade 12 not really knowing what to do just as most pubescent teens do at that age, it's a phase. Like, what do you want to do with your life? I don't know. I just want to be cool. That was me. Um, <laughs> no, not really. But it came to the point where I had to decide what to do. And nursing and midwifery was something that I could, I guess, reason with. I like people and I like helping So that was sort of my conclusion when it came to deciding what I wanted to do. I thought that was a good fit for me and um, sort of took it by the horns and ran with it. I applied to James Cook University in Townsville. So I obviously had to leave home to pursue that. And I got accepted into nursing initially because I was too fucking stupid. No, Um, I didn't complete so it's a it's a big long-winded story but you know what we've committed we're going in anyway 
in grade 12, back in the year of 2014, I believe, you had the option to either go for an OP. I think the OP score is obsolete now, but back then you had to, I guess, study a certain amount of subjects, which would give you a certain amount of points to go towards your OP score. Now, the highest score out of that was one, and I think 100 was like the lowest, but to get a 100, you literally had to do nothing. Um, and to get a one, you had to do be the best at everything. So there was no way I was going to get a one. I was probably sitting around hopeful to get a 10 or lower. That was very ambitious of me. <laughs> um, but I studied all the subjects I needed to, to get the highest points possible. So I believe I studied like HPE, law or legal studies, whatever it was. Um, that's, fuck, that's all I can remember doing. And there were a couple of other subjects, <laughs> English. Um, yeah, but they were all quite high scoring OP ranked subjects, except for mathematics. Now, let me tell you, even now, maths is just the bane of my existence. I hate it with a passion. You cannot I just I can't get my head around it when I found out that nursing has maths in it like medication calculations I was ready to fucking quit I was not in the mood to be you know doing math I hate it I hate it so anyway I did pre-vocational math in grade 12 which dropped my chances of getting a good OP because it wasn't an OP ranked subject I hope this makes sense like I forgive you if you leave <laughs> this podcast because I don't know what I'm on about. Anywho, I didn't get a high enough, in, in conclusion, I didn't get a high enough OP to study both nursing and midwifery. So subsequently, I got offered nursing and not the midwifery side of it. So I accepted nursing and decided to pursue it. So I was like, fuck it, it's three years. If I don't like it, you know, three years. And then if I decide later on that I want to add in the midwifery, the midwifery is only going to take me 18 more months. So I was like, whatever, let's do the nursing. Um, finished, managed to pass nursing, which was beyond me. I still don't know how I did it. <laughs> um, and yeah, did really well with nursing. And then I worked for a year as a nurse in a, or I worked, sorry, for six months as a nurse in a surgical unit in Townsville. And I really, really enjoyed it. Like loved nursing, loved the whole um, setup of it, loved the team I was with. It was a really, really fun time, but I just felt like something was missing. So I decided to reach out to a friend of mine that worked in a maternity ward and she sort of knew I wanted to do midwifery but I was dabbling with the idea because I thought that you know who wants a midwife that hasn't had children like it, it just seems really foreign to me that I could do midwifery but not be a mum so I always thought that it was like a prerequisite it would make me a better midwife if I was a mum I was very wrong. I didn't realize how wrong I was at the time. But I yeah, reached out to this friend and said, look, I'm really keen still. I think I'm not enjoying nursing as much as I thought I would be. I think something's missing and I think that's midwifery. So I decided to do a couple of days work experience in a maternity ward and 
I can remember it being so, so busy. Like think of just the craziest party you've been at where there's people everywhere, there's noises going off, there's children crying. Like it was insane. It was absolute bedlam. And that was my very first day of work experience in this maternity ward. And I just thought like, oh my God, what am I getting myself into? And then one of the midwives I was working with actually had a cesarean booked in for that day. And she said to me, do you want to go? And I remember feeling so conflicted because I was like, oh yeah, like I would really love to see a like vaginal birth, but a cesarean's a birth, so I'm going to go and enjoy that. So we went around to theatre. Um, I met the woman that was giving birth and it was really lovely. It was a really lovely experience. And then I watched the birth for the first time. And let me tell you <laughs> that I was hooked. I absolutely fell in love with the whole, um, I guess, yeah, the feeling of that day. Like I can still remember it so vividly, um, this baby being born and the look on the mother's face and it just it gives, still gives me goosebumps now. Um, but yeah, it was really lovely and I knew that from that moment on nothing else mattered besides me becoming a midwife and that's what I pursued. So I worked for the rest of that year as a registered nurse on a maternity ward and then the following year I enrolled myself in midwifery and it took me 18 months to finish and I've been a midwife for a year and yeah, I've been loving it. <laughs> it's been the best. In my um, During my studies as a midwife, that's when I actually came up with the idea for Midwife in My Pocket and it simply came around because I felt horrible um, for mums that were quite young or that were my own age and they were being sent home with nothing. <laughs> so I would just remember that sinking feeling. So I would walk into a room and I would be discharging these new parents from hospital. And this isn't just one particular couple. This was happening quite regularly. And every time I would discharge this these people or these new mums or, um, you know, even these mums that have had babies before, but just had a really rough time. I would be discharging them back home. And I just, I used to just feel horrible because it was like, well, you know, they're going home. Like you can see the look of fear in their faces and the realization that they're going back to life without a midwife being there, without access to all of this information that they have in a hospital. And I remember that sinking feeling that I would get as well being like, oh my God, like I'm really worried that I didn't give them enough information or I know I didn't give them enough information and now they're going home with this newborn and they have no idea what to do. And yeah, that was sort of, that kept happening over and over again where I would feel horrible. I would go into a new couple and say like, you know, this is what's going to happen. And I would ask them if they had any questions. And most of the time they would say, I wish I could just have a midwife at home with me. And that sort of stuck with me every time I would do a discharge. So I would try and picture myself in their shoes or I would try and picture what my sister would be like if she was having her baby or my mum if she was having a baby and you know I would always emotionalize it that way 
and I don't even know if emotionalize is a word internalize whatever I would make it really emotional and I just thought you know this isn't good enough like I'm sending these poor women home with nothing like I'm giving them all the information I can but it still does not feel like enough I feel like there's something more I could be doing to help them outside of the four walls of the hospital or outside of the nine to five and you know making a real difference here So at this point, I was still a nurse and I was still navigating my midwifery studies. So I was about halfway through and I decided to start off with an Instagram page, but I decided to wait until I was fully qualified because I just think once you're fully qualified, it makes a lot more sense and it's a lot more, you become a lot more trustworthy. So I did that and um, yeah midwife in my pocket was born I guess so what happened was COVID hit and it became a lot more like the need for education became much much more in demand so especially obviously childbirth education so I actually got a message from a girl that I went to school with and she was telling me that she didn't have any access to antenatal appointments because COVID had come and cancelled them all And I said to her, like, you know, don't stress. I'll put some stuff together that I can find and I'll send it through to you. And I took this really quite, I made it like a project. So because I felt like absolutely horrible for this girl, like her and I weren't necessarily friends, but she had reached out to me asking me because she had no idea what to expect. And she was, I remember she was quite into her pregnancy, like she maybe would have been 30 30 to 32 weeks and my heart broke for her because I was just like you know she has nothing in terms of midwifery care her antenatal appointments have been cancelled what do I do so I decided to make her as everyone does a powerpoint and it was going through pregnancy from like start to finish or birth from start to finish And I was hooked, like all of a sudden I was like 200 slides in and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm literally making a PowerPoint for this girl as if she was, you know, my best friend. And I just thought, you know what, fuck it. Like, why don't I take this a little bit seriously and write a book or something or, you know, make an Instagram page with information that's readily available to women who are struggling with COVID. So that is how I came up with Midwife in My Pocket. I have since written three eBooks that are all available on um, my website, midwifeinmypocket.org. And I have an Instagram page that is 5,000 strong. And here we are with a podcast. So it's been quite a progression. But yeah, my Initial thought was I just wanted to help someone and that is still the case today. I don't care if I, you know, get nowhere with this Instagram page or with this podcast. Like I'm not doing this for financial gain, although it would be quite nice. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, but I'm not doing this for that. I'm not doing this for the followers. I'm not doing this for the likes or whatever. It is literally just something that I do because if I can help one person, if I can just make one person's life that little bit easier, I can go to sleep at night knowing that I've done my job and that I've done it well. 
and that I've helped someone in some way or another like I just want to make a difference with that and I wanted to do it outside of the four walls of the hospital and here we are (laughs) so that is midwife in my pocket and that is why I'm here in your ears today because I honestly think that yeah the the world we live in today is fucked for lack of a better word it's really scary And I know that I won't be able to help everyone, but I know I can help more people with the things that I'm doing. And, you know, that is why I'm a midwife and that is why I'm a nurse. It's because I know that this is what I'm meant to do, help people. And yeah, that is my story. Well, fuck, we're 24 minutes in. That's the thing with podcasting. You sort of once you start talking and you real like you feel like you've been rambling for hours and then you look at the timer and it's like oh shit I've only been here for three minutes but we're at 24 which is amazing I am trying to keep these episodes um I guess 45 minutes is my max because fuck talking for an hour even now I'm getting a little bit dry I'm just gonna have a quick coffee break oh okay we're good Yeah, so that's my story. I hope that that gives you a little bit of context as to who the fuck I am and why the fuck I'm on the air. (laughs) Um, But I hope you enjoy as this podcast progresses. It's going to never be about me again. Even this wasn't really like it was sort of like, hi, I'm Zoe. Here's my story. Boom. So just a very brief introductory episode I hope that that gives you a little bit more context into where we're going to be going with this. Um, Like I said, I am going to have a few guests on board. So if you have one in mind that you would love to have me chat to, please message me on Instagram. Um, Like I said earlier, my Instagram handle is at midwifeinmypocket. Our website is midwifeinmypocket.org. I think. Yeah. Yeah. www.midwifeinmypocket.org. And we have a Facebook group, which I am going to become a lot more vigilant with posting in um, because that's something I'm really lazy with. Is it just me or is Facebook a bit slack? I don't know. Maybe an unpopular opinion, but let me know. And I will endeavor to post more in the Facebook group. I think that could be a really good platform for this podcast. Um, So, yeah, if you've enjoyed please, please, please leave me a review, Um, subscribe, leave five stars, whatever you feel like. If you don't leave five stars, I want a detailed recommendation as to a recommendation, a detailed reference as to why we will be discussing that in length. And please don't put it publicly. If you have any feedback, please just message me. (laughs) Don't be dissing me on my feedback fuck it's public (laughs) I want people to like me um but yeah no seriously it means the world to me that you're listening it means the world that you give a fuck I'm truly so grateful and I hope that this podcast makes a difference if you have any recommendations at all please let me know and I will be sure to post about it in the meantime if you want birth related education with a bit of a twist check us out on Instagram we post constantly on By we, I mean me. I don't know why I keep saying we. I post on Instagram very regularly. Um, So if you have anything that you are dying to know about, you can find it on there. 
yeah, I guess that concludes this episode, guys. I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, if you like this podcast, please leave a rate and review and I will see you all next week. All right. Uru. Bye.